What's up, guys? And thank you so much for listening to the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. I thank you so much for clicking on to listen to this episode. Now, before we get into the episode, I would love it if you would take a moment to go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you're not, and then go ahead and leave some five stars, some good reviews, some thumbs up, all the positive things. Those things help boost me up in ratings when people search for me I pop up easier and all of those good things that you would love for your girl so um again thank you so much for listening and clicking to the Sunflower Chronicles and now let's get on to the show What is up, everyone? It is your girl, Brie, and I'm just a black 20-something girl trying to make it in this crazy, crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way. And this is the Sunflower Chronicles. Ah! I'm so excited. Okay, so if you're trying to figure out, okay, why is this girl screaming in the mic? Why is she acting so excited? It's because I'm... I'm so excited. I am so excited. I'm so nervous. So I have always wanted a visual element to my podcast because I know there are so many people out there who don't, who like podcasts, but they like the visual aspect of like seeing them more than listening to them for a lot of podcasts. And so I was like, okay, I'm eventually gonna do it. And guys, I'm doing it. I am doing it. I am. I am recording this podcast visually. So it's going to take me a minute to like, when you're watching this, it's going to take me a minute to get used to looking at the camera point blank period, because I do the show. I have my show notes on my laptop. So I am always looking down for the most part. I'm looking down and I am always opening my browser. Also, I hate that you can hear Sometimes you can hear my, um, uh, my computer mouse and I, um, try, well, okay, right now I'm actually trying to split the screen with um, my, um, okay, there we go. I was like, I'm trying to split the flipping screen with my notes and my web browser, but yes. Oh my gosh. Also, you guys are going to literally see me dissociate on camera. That's going to be so weird. (sighs) Editing this. So yes, again, it is your girl Brie. I already did my intro. Why am I so nervous? I literally record this, but I guess it's just the visual aspect. I actually got ready. I put on a little bit of makeup. Didn't put on a lot. Put on enough. Um, so my skin. So I guess we can just go ahead and get into get social so we can like catch 
get into the catch up, what's going on, what's good. Um, let me get a sip of tea. Also, I know if you hear this clanking, I'm sorry. And that drinking, I am so sorry, you guys. Ooh, it is just going to be a show today. <laughs> um, so I am drinking tea out of a metal straw because of my lip gloss lipstick, which is kind of already starting to come off a little bit, but it's okay. Um, the lip combo was Mira from the Encanto collection from Almar Cosmetics. And then the I did the gloss, the ColourPop Luxe Gloss in Health Freak, I think. Health Freak, Health Net, I don't know. Uh, it's Health something, but they don't have it anymore. But they have a lot of shades that are close to it. Um, so yes, it's very good. I love their Luxe lip glosses very smooth they're not sticky and they moisturize your lips so they're really good I love the luxe glosses you can check them out over on my Instagram page at im.briannam um, for my January edit you can also see it on my TikTok page which is briash98 um, I made a cute little TikTok reel of my things and then also of course, this is a visual element, so that's going to be on YouTube, and I have a YouTube short on there, so I'm so excited, um, but yeah, that's it, um, so also, if you hear some echoing in the background, I am recording not in my room, I'm actually recording in my mom's room, um, because I could like put this backdrop up easier because she has like a free wall in her room right now. Um, but her room is very echoey. She doesn't have like a area rug like I do. So like the sound is like bouncing around. Also, people are still talking outside. So um, that is it. Let me see. Have I done all of my disclaimers, ramblings? Yeah. So as I said, let's go ahead and get into... Get social. I can't even remember what my other point was from get social. Maybe my makeup? I can't remember. But the, the makeup was literally, honestly, a quick beat. Did the brows, popped on some highlighters, some blush, and called it a day. Oh, and some concealer under my eyes, called it a day. Um, oh, my shirt. Let's talk about my shirt. So, of course, to support black businesses. I got this shirt two years ago. But it's from My Pride Apparel. They may still have it, I think, um, but it says a black woman probably did it first, and that's going to tie into our Sunflower Chronicles this week, so keep watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and hop right into the Get Social part. So the first thing that I'd love to talk about is um, I gave my first speech in my speech class. So in the last episode, I believe, I um, said that I started taking speech um, or a public speaking class as a prerequisite for the um, grad program that I'm trying to get in. There is something in my ear. There, I feel like I have dog hair everywhere. Um, I find dog hair in the most random places in my glasses in my eyeball, in my nose, 
It is crazy. Um, if you can get a dog, get a dog that doesn't shed. Um, but you know what? We just have to embrace it. Um, but anyway, back as I, as, what? Words are hard. Back to what I was saying <laughs> was, um, I am taking my public speaking class as a prereq. And so I gave my first speech. So we had to give an interview speech, right? Okay. So I gave an interview speech for like the dream OTA job that I wanted. Um, and so she said it didn't matter like what year the job was posted. She just wanted us to do, you know, the interview research. And so I am taking the class. Essentially the school that I'm at is a community like technical college, which is great. Um, I'm also drinking water because you have to have like three, two to three beverages at all time. I think it's an ADHD thing or maybe it's just a thirsty bitch thing. So we'll see. Um, but what's I saying? Yes. Okay. See y'all, you are literally going to see all the ins and outs of me like uh, 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 <laughs> talking. Um, but I gave my first speech in my class today or not today, but this week. And it was nerve wracking to be quite honest. Like I'm a very good public speaker if I do say so myself, but I think just the aspects of having to get graded on it was like, nerve wracking also for some reason like I can't talk shorter than five minutes in front of people um I need like five minutes plus to like let the nerves get out of my voice and like let my breathing slow down um and like the mask does not help the mask literally creates hyperventilation uh, so Yes, that um, what it was. I gave a really good interview speech. I talked about my, oh, I talked about like getting like treatment and seeing how OT worked with like relatives and all that stuff and like my personal experience. It was a very good speech. So we'll see. And so today in class, my professor is like, this will be the hardest you'll be graded because she said it's going to be a disservice if she didn't like grade us really hard on our first speech. Now, do I agree? Yes. But she was like, she's taking 10 points off for going over the time. And I'm like, 10 points? This is the first time we're doing it. Like it's for going over or under the time. 10 points? That's a letter grade, girl. That's like taking someone from an A to a B plus. No, 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 ma'am. Hate it. So I don't know. We'll see how I get graded in the class. Um, but it's just very interesting to see all of like everybody speak. It definitely lets you know like um, what your strengths are, but also it's like, um, because we're in like little group, like we're assigned by groups. And so we have like a group text. And so it allows you to help people and yeah. So, but pretty much everybody in my particular like section of my class did fairly well. Like the little things, of course, were like filler words. 
So the filler words are like and um, but so all that stuff. And something that I had a really good habit of when I was like speaking a lot. So like in front of college classes and when I was a mentor and all that stuff. And I had to like speak in front of like groups of people. I would do this thing that my mom taught me was essentially just like swallowing your filler words. So whenever you felt like you needed to say so or like or and or but you swallowed them and it worked I just have to get back in the habit of that and that's going to be tricky I guess so this is where I'm going to practice swallowing my filler words so if you hear me take a big gulp like (laughs) like that um that's me practicing so yeah let's see what else Okay, so let's get into what I've been seeing on my social media this week. Okay, so I need to do better about, like, some weeks with Get Social, I have so much stuff to talk about. And then in other weeks in Get Social, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I legitimately spend 30 minutes. I was supposed to start recording this at 7.30. It is now 8.42. I've been recording for 12 minutes, so I am an hour late with recording, um, but that's because I was trying to find all of the stuff that, like, and I do this thing where I'm like, okay, well, I can just go back through my Twitter feed. No, I need to, like, screenshot this, click the links to the actual tweets, to the TikToks, to the Instagram posts, all that stuff, um, but yeah, so let's get into it. First of all, happy Black History Month. And it is already, so much stuff has happened. So, um, again, there, so just to kick off the Black History Month, um, there was another police shooting in Minneapolis. And I believe it was in the same area where George Floyd was killed. So, what? This is a different, hold up. Okay. So, Amir Locke uh, got uh, shot in his... I don't know where he got shot, but I I think he got shot in his apartment, but it was because of a no-knock warrant. And so if you know anything about the George Floyd uh, trials and all of the things that came out, like the legislation and things like that that came out after that, the Minnesota Police Department said that they were supposed to lower the amount of no-knock warrants that they were supposed to issue. But again, they did not do that. And so they issued another no-knock warrant. And the person heard someone breaking into his home, had a gun, because that's his right to bear arms, and he got shot. So, and guess what? Do you think the police were in the right place? Do you? Do you think they were in the right place? They weren't. This is not, I I can't be black and have joy in these conditions. Like, it's, it's literally so frustrating so frustrating so that happened 
in the first few days of Black History Month. But on top of that, I was just Googling um, the Amir Locke shooting just to make sure I have the right name and everything. And I see that four hours ago, a school bus driver was shot in Minneapolis in the head. Don't know anything about that. So. People are like, the police do their job. They get out every day. They put their life on the line. First of all, no. The people who put their lives on the line, truly and honestly, are Black people. Because I have to live in fear every day that some scaredy cat policeman is going to come and shoot me because I'm Black and he's scared. If you are scared, threatened, if you have some sort of personal vendetta to use your badge against people who hurt you, people you don't like, you do not need to go into law enforcement. Like, there needs to be a better screening. Um, I don't know, you would think that's what the FBI Department of the Bureau of Investigation for the different states. You would think that at this point in U.S. history, we would have better things in place. But honestly, we need to scrap the whole police system because the police system was genuinely rooted in slave catchers. Like that was where the origins of a police of the police were. They have not changed the shape of police. A lot of police badges, sheriff's badges, they're a star. They were stars when they were slave catchers. So, hmm. Hmm. you can't take all the bad food off the tree, bad fruit off the tree when the roots are poisoned. Gut the tree, get rid of it, put new systems in place. There are, and the, and the crazy thing is, is that there are people who have drawn up, who've done experiments, who've pull, done all the hypotheticals of what a new system would be like instead of the police, and it would actually work. Yes, also, if we had stricter gun laws, you know, I'm just going on a side tangent and I, and this podcast is supposed to bring you sunshine with joy and laughter. This is giving cloudiness with rants and rage. Sorry. Um, but yes, you know, every day I hope that this place can do better and it shows me it doesn't even know what better means. Doesn't even know. So let's move right along. I just had to address that at the beginning. Um, just because it's happening again. So yes. Now on to get social. So of course, you know, I was on Twitter scrolling during my lunch break today. And you know what? You know what I realized? Lame men be lame menning. Okay. Let me tell you why. So Sydney Carter, she is a basketball coach. Um, let me look and see who she coaches. I want to say Kentucky, but they could, she could have been coaching at a Kentucky game. Um, but she is okay. Yes. So she, oh, okay. So she played for Texas A&M and she apparently is under fire for an outfit 
that she wore and I will put a picture up somewhere on the screen. I'll look up how to do that. Um, but she got under fire because of an outfit she wore. So I'm assuming this game was like their breast cancer game. Um, and so she had on these cute, by the way, um, like the pleather, glossy, pink leather pants with a white turtleneck and some heels. Okay. And let me tell you, people have lost their ever-loving mind. This only seems to happen to black women. Okay. Because when black women be black womening, everybody else doesn't want black women to be black women. Because when black women are black womening, we're thriving. And every time people see a black woman thriving, you know what they love to do? Shoot us right back down. Okay. Literally and figuratively. Um, excuse me. Water break. That's rude. That's <laughs> a weird noise. I don't like that. Um, also, if you guys, this is my cup. Um, it has just a few stickers from my favorite movies. I think I've dedicated this as my movie cup. Um, but it has Princess and the Frog, Legally Blonde, and Lilo and Stitch. I could watch all those movies on repeat. Love them. Um, and then I also have a sticker that says healing is not linear because it's not. But yes, back to Miss Sydney Carter. She was looking gorgeous, beat, outfit amazing, ready to coach, ready to ball, right? And I literally saw the tweets where people, I don't, wait, let me see. Can I pull it up on my computer? Are my, are my photos linked? To my computer today? I don't think so. Well then. Well, alright. I tried, guys. Um but but essentially like someone someone quoted like took a picture of it and posted it on Twitter and he was like, there's something wrong with her outfit. And honestly, the only thing that's wrong with her outfit is that men literally cannot keep their selves together for more than 10 seconds. If a woman is wearing a form fitting outfit, tight pants, if she's looking tight and looking right and she's doing her job and not paying you the time of day, <laughs> literally the tweet that I screenshot it was, it said something like, you can tell people have never seen a fine woman in their life with tweets like this, like ridiculous. And this happens every single year to ever since I've had Twitter, like at least, well, not ever since I've had Twitter, probably so, but just, I haven't seen it. But let's say in the last seven years, every year, there's always a tweet of a black woman doing her job in her uniform. And someone's like, oh, her outfit's too tight. She cannot be good at her job because her outfit's too tight and she looks gorgeous. What? Excuse me, sir. Sit down. Um, child. So anyway. Yeah, so. It's, it's, it's giving your lame 
you've never seen a gorgeous woman and you can't keep it in your pants and you think women are objects to look at and if they are pretty that also means that they don't have the capacity to do their job so that just shows you need to do better because there was literally like the lady who was a nurse and she had on like her scrub pants and it was like very form-fitting she had on like the the, and also the silhouette of the, the nurse outfit that this lady was wearing. I'm going to see if I can try and find a picture. If I can't, I'm pretty sure you can Google black woman nurses outfit controversy. Um, but she, the silhouette of her shirt is an old silhouette. It was from the first time I think nurses started wearing scrubs and they didn't have to wear like the whole white, like nurses guild outfit. Um, but yeah, it was like cinched in at the top, you know, she had slim waist really thick she was gorgeous she was a nurse and then it happened again to a teacher who just wore a pencil skirt and I'm like they're this is a you problem not a them problem this is a society problem not a black woman problem this is a this goes all the way back to Sarah Bartman being put in a sideshow because her butt was huge and the white men didn't know what to do and then you know, everyone flipped out over black women's bodies kind of problem. This problem stems from black women being gorgeous and beautiful and people not knowing how to take it. So, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm shaking. Shaking the table. She's shaking the table. Um, okay. But, yeah. So, that's annoying. That was a cute face. Okay, anyway, stop. So what is next? Okay, so as I was pulling things from Twitter, I see this tweet from Wheezy from Horrible Decisions and she was talking about Isaiah Rashad and I was like, oh my God, she said she was like, you know, praying for, sending good thoughts to Isaiah Rashad and I was like, what's going on? What happened? So apparently there was a video of him going around doing adult activities with the mail and someone dropped leaked the video dropped the video he got outed as whatever he may not even have gotten outed he yeah you know this is the thing this is the thing ready people are so obsessed with other people's sexuality specifically queer people who are queer and identify as queer lgbtqia plus who identify that way people are so obsessed with their sexuality because they live it unpo unapologetically when they're able to come out and they feel safe and they have a core group of people around them like i feel i legitimately feel like people are jealous also what does it matter one is invasion like despite the fact that he got outed that was an invasion of his privacy that was like not not what you were like he literally got violated in so many ways and one he's still fine two still makes great music three I don't care but it sucks that people who identify as non-straight they have to live in fear of getting out if they already are not out and that's should not be a way to live 
And then also, I really hope that he has a good group of people around him. And I'm sending him good thoughts because the internet is cruel and ruthless and people are homophobic and don't know how to handle that. Also, I feel like if there are just so many issues as to why people feel this way, you know, religious issues, political issues, all this stuff, blase, blase, but comprehensive sex education, I feel like would have deadened like the mystery or like, I don't know, something like, I don't know what the world event was that caused every gay person to feel like they have to be closeted and, you know, not feel safe enough to come out because it is statistically impossible to believe that being gay was a new thing. Like it is, there is nothing new under the sun, literally nothing new. Human behavior is not new. It is not linear. Human behavior is cyclical believe it or not. Um, Meaning that like anything crazy, it's probably been here before. And if it's newly discovered, it's been here for a hot minute. It's just someone dug deep enough to find it. Like that's what I truly believe. But like, this is so interesting. Well, not interesting, but it's just very coincidental. Oh my foot's itchy. Um, It's very coincidental (laughs) that I listen to this because I was listening to another po- uh, podcast and they were talking about like um like U.S. politicians who were who had like same-sex relationships and just also just the sex lives of pol- politicians I was listening to Ladies and Tangents um which is a podcast that I found on my For You page and they're very funny um but listen to Black Podcasts <laughs> No offense, ladies and tangents, but um, listen to Black Podcasts all February and then March is International Women's March and then you can listen to that. So you got it? You got it? Good? Great? Cool. But yes, so and also in just in if we're keeping it a buck in Black History Month um, there were so many gay black figures in prominent black history, like people that aren't really obscure and people are like, what? And the, like, it, they get baffled when they find out. And I was like, okay. I'm just, yeah, that was like, that really, like it just really rubs me the wrong way that like someone did that to him. And now he's, has to feel like in a place that he has to justify his like romantic relationships with the world when it's really none of our business to be honest he makes great music <laughs> that's it that's all point blank period so sending good thoughts to Isaiah Rashad that um that he's in a good mind space good head space and whoever did this like eat jeans legitimately so, what's next? <clears throat> so, if you guys are not familiar with, you know, Apple's rival music podcast streaming company, Spotify, 
they have a big, bald, white gremlin troll man named Joe Rogan. And he recently apologized for saying the N-word and other racial slurs this week. Okay? Spotify had to pull over 100 episodes. That's a lot. That's in your everyday vocabulary. That's not okay. Aside from Joe Rogan being an anti-vaxxer, from spreading misinformation about health and things, my guy, not even my guy, Joe Rogan, you need some Rogaine for one. I hope being bald was your choice. Um, Two, like, what compels white people to say these things? I mean, I know racism, but, like, on top of that, like, like, you can't have an iPhone and be racist. You can't have modern technology and be racist. If you, if you say the N-word and you are not black, you deserve to, um, walk on foot everywhere. You still need to use a landline. No, you need to learn how to use a carrier pigeon because there's no way we've advanced this far and people still know that that's not a word that you can use unless you're a part of the black community. Honestly. Period, point blank, that's it. Argue with your mama, not me. Um, like, sir, and then he issued an apology, and then the crazy thing is, is that all of these people who are non-black are accepting his apology. Mm. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? See, that's when white people be white peopling. Accepting <laughs> accepting the apology of a racist person for using racist language and a white person says, I I I I receive your apology. Sir, point me to the melanin. Ma'am, point me to the melanin. Person, point me to the melanin in your skin. Cause right now you're looking very 8.5 by 11. You're looking very alabaster. You're looking very frosty, the snowman to me, because ain't no way, ain't no way that you get to accept that apology. And on the same token, Aquafina did the same sort of shenanigans, gave a really half, half booty cheeked, um, apology for using a black scent. Ma'am, you are Nora from Queens? We appreciate it, Nora from Queens. Aquafina? I don't know. You are literally putting on auditory blackface. And that's that's not okay. Like, using AAVE to perpetuate a stereotype of black people. Black women, specifically, what do you gain? clearly fame and success if you are not a black person clearly and if you're a black woman oh well just kiss that check goodbye girl because we get to put out so much good so much culture so much fun so much color and vibrancy and rhythm to the world and everybody else just gets to rip it from us and we barely get the credit I'm talking barely you want to know how much credit we get this much that's how much credit we get and that's not okay it is not okay 
Aquafina, Joe Rogan, I don't accept your apology. I don't. Like, if what you have to say is valid, it will hold without having to put on another person's culture. It will, your words will stand on their own without having to demean someone with a slur. Okay? Okay, bro. Like, that's it. Um, okay, here's my last thing. Forget social euphoria. Okay, here's the thing. I don't watch euphoria personally. Euphoria personally, my Twitter feed does, so I feel like I know what's going on all the time. I can't. I don't know names with faces. I know the fashion, the beauty, and the cinematography for the show. Chef's kiss. It's great. Apparently, Miss Zendaya Coleman acted her butt off this Sunday. Flowers are due to her. So will I watch it? Probably when the season's over because ask me, have I watched Insecure yet? No. Is that because I don't want the show to end? Yes. Is that, um, a tell on my mental health? Also, yes. Am I going to rewatch one through four over and over again until I get enough courage to watch season five and then also rewatch season five before I get to the season finale because I have anxiety about new things? Also, yes. Period. So there's that. But yes, Euphoria is great. Um, I feel like it's a lot. Also, everyone's like comparing it to their high school experience. I don't know how to compare it to my high school experience. Um, I, I was really a lame kid. Like, honestly, like I was like popular kid adjacent. Like my freshman and sophomore year, I was on the cheer team, quit because I hated my coach. Um... In all honesty, I didn't feel appreciated. I felt like I should have gone on varsity. And the reason I probably didn't is because, one, the coach probably didn't like me back. And then, two, I was fat. Um, And then also, let's just add three. I was actually pretty good. And, yeah, so. um, But, yeah, I spent my Friday nights at the bookstore. I hung out with my aunt on a Friday night. I thought that was cool. Once in a blue moon, I hung out with friends um yeah I was I was pretty much a lame kid then even in college you would think oh I would have went buck wild I went wild didn't go buck I didn't get I didn't I didn't reach that level of buck wild yet (laughs) I was just here I was just I was just you know mild I got a little crazy um did some crazy things um but yeah so but I heard it's a really good show it's comparable some people have been saying it's like skins I knew that was a popular show I don't know the comparison to Degrassi because I like popped in and out of watching Degrassi growing up because it was just so much but um I will be watching it soon and let's see what else okay so for eight track this week I'm just gonna go ahead and just point you in the direction of my um YouTube not YouTube um music playlist that is oldies and still goodies playlist um majority of my love songs playlist 
Um, really, you guys can just just go ahead and follow me on Apple Music and on Spotify for now. I don't know if I'm going to pull my Spotify account, honestly. Um, yet. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. I know on my Spotify playlist in my country playlist, I do have some black women in country music did not, one did not know there were as many black women in country until TikTok. So thank you. Um, and then two, my best friend, she sent me. Uh, what's it called? She sent me a playlist yesterday, or not a playlist, but a song yesterday of a black queer woman, uh, country artist. And the song is called Life You Choose and it's by Yanni Mo. Love it. Super good. Um, so... Yeah, follow me there. I am eventually going to add an eight track playlist on my Apple Music so you can find the eight track playlist, whether you have Apple Music, if you have Spotify, um, all that stuff. And I will hopefully have a running Excel sheet. That's going to take me a minute. Don't expect that soon, but that's going to take me a minute. I will hopefully have a running Excel sheet of the music so yes that is the music I have been listening to this week for 8-track um I love black music one song um that I love in particular at the start of this is Rumors by Lizzo also Lizzo has been teasing a new like a few, I think one or two new songs ma'am if you're listening, drop them now. Chloe Bailey, waiting for the album, sis. I will be ready. Okay? But the thing I love about Rumors is towards the end of the song, Lizzo says the line that black people invented rock and roll. We did. Um, and that's what I'm going to talk about in the Sunfire Chronicles this week. Also... For 8-Track, as far as what I'm listening to this month, I'm going to highlight my favorite Black podcast, um, who I'm listening to. As always, I'm listening to The Read, um, Ethereal Black Girl with Ebony, Black Fluidity with Ebony and JoJo. Here's the Thing with Kev on stage and That Chick Angel. Uh, my podcast is on Bar Chronicles. <laughs> um, let's see. I was about to say. Oh, On Another Note by Raven Elise. And who Bible Stories with Brianda. Cocktails with uh, Kiki Said So and Medina Monroe. Let's see. Late Night with Lauren Lionel. True Crime with Celicia Stanton. Yeah, those are all the black podcasts that I listen to frequently. Um, and there are so many more 
um, that I want to listen to. Um, and yeah, but those are the ones that I listen to currently. Um, but yes, check them out all month long. I will be doing a highlight over on the podcast Instagram page. Uh, and the podcast TikTok. Yes, the podcast has a TikTok. I'll be linking it below. Also, our Buy Me a Coffee is live. So yes, but I'll be showcasing them soon. And then, oh, also, I guess I wanted to mention this during Get Social too. I have been doing a 30, well, I'm challenging myself to do a 30-day prompt writing challenge where I get a new writing prompt every day and I'm going to write something to it um for some future goals of mine this year to accomplish it requires me practicing my writing so that's exciting I've been doing it it's really fun um I'll be maybe workshopping some of this writing on the podcast tiktok maybe on buy me a coffee we shall see i will let you know um but yeah so that's it for get social eight track oh and then for breeze book corner i'm reading people you meet on vacation as well as adult children of emotionally immature parents and then i also will have on my on my beacons, I think on my beacons, and then I may do an, a dedicated Instagram post of my the black books I have on my to be read list um, that I'll be reading soon. I need to get like a good portion of the way through people I meet on vacation before I start adding another like fiction book to my like reading list. Um, yeah, so we shall see. We shall see. So I'm so excited. Also, to all my little bookworms out there, uh, if you have a way you divide your to be read list between your e reader and the physical books you get, let me know. I would love how you guys decide that. Um, and yes, so be on the lookout. Also this month, I'm going to be having one of my friends come on and we're going to talk about some fun things and Black History Month, some fun topics that relate to Black people, Black women. And then I'll love the, and then next month, I'm very excited. I'm going to start sending out the invitations now, but I want to invite some people that I follow on TikTok, as well as uh, people I listen to um, podcast-wise um, to see if they'd love to be guests for International Women's Month next month. So be on the lookout for that. But yes, we're going to hop on over to the Sunflower Chronicles portion next. Hello guys and welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles segment. So yes, um, let's get into it. So this week I wanted to talk about Black people's influence on pop culture. So I wanted to pick this topic because pop culture and Black 
culture go hand in hand, seeing as pop culture, pop culture, pop culture stole from black culture. Pop culture, pop culture stole from black culture. And so I would like to give you guys some background nuance on just a few of my favorite things from black culture that influenced pop culture. Um, and just so you can put some respect on black folks, period. Um, yes, also I didn't mention mention this in Get Social, but I want to because this is a major pop culture moment. Um, so apparently TikTok was going to do a event for black creators for Black History Month where they got to do a Zoom with Nicki Minaj. Yes, the queen of rap. The queen of nap. These eyeless three packs, this rock I hear no packs. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to. The ADHD was calling my name. <laughs> um, but so apparently, according to a lot of the black creators that I follow on TikTok who were invited to the event, they got the invitation, but guess what? They wasn't in invited. They weren't allowed in the Zoom. They didn't get in the Zoom. It was full of all non-Black creators who were in the Zoom having a good time. And it was a Black history event. If you were a white creator there, and no matter what your intentions were, this mainly falls on TikTok because, babe, if this was a Black uh, History Month event, Black people, Black creators should have had priority, not white creators. They get all... 11 of the other months okay let black creators let black artists let black people have one month where we just get to be on top please because the government ain't doing it for darn sure so please in spaces that actually have the control and have the voice of people running them why is it that black people are still getting pushed to the back why why is it that there was a handful of black people in hundreds of creators on that Zoom. That's so the math is not mathing, TikTok. The math is not mathing. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I wanted to mention that as well in my get social. This part of my hair is bothering me. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm whispering. Okay. Um, um, So right now I'm looking up something because it did not copy and paste on my tabbing document. I'm so sorry. So pop culture, let's get started. So first, let's go ahead and do the definition of pop culture from the awkward language. Uh, words are hard again. Let me take a sip and try again. Are you ready? I have misophonia, so I really, I know. That you guys are gonna hate that swallowing sound. I'm so sorry. I just because I'm talking a lot. I need to get some Jolly Ranchers, but then also that would be gross too. You know what? I think carrying me drink water and tea is better. Um, but this cup, if anyone's gonna ask, it is my dog mom cup 
from Tarjay because yes, I am a dog mommy. I have a dog. Her name is Honey. You guys hear her in every background of the video or not of the video of the podcast. But now because I'm on video, I have to record somewhere else. So she is not showing her behind because she is, she is so tiny and she's a barker and she really just loves to be the center of attention. She's a Gemini. She should have been a Leo. So yeah. Okay, so let me try that again. Oxford language, oh, I can't talk. This is frustrating. Okay, let me try one more time. La 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 la, me, 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 me. Okay, Oxford language dictionary says that pop culture is modern popular culture transmitted via the mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. That's the definition of pop culture. So that is the definition of pop culture. So the reason I wanted to bring up black people's influences on black culture, because we have heavily influenced American pop culture specifically, but honestly, global culture global popular culture um from music to dances to fashion to beauty to really everything that encompasses pop culture black people we've had a hand in it and that's it boom 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 that's it um so to start, I wanted to start on a quote from a professor at Rutgers University who she wrote a book called, and I'll have the links all in the metadata below, A Black Woman's History of the United States. So she talks about black women's influence on U.S. history, but she says black, uh, she says everyday black women poor the poor and working class as well as artists and athletes and black queer women all have had a profound impact in America. So it's important to share their stories. And that's by Callie Nicole Gross, MLK professor of history at Rutgers university. Um, so yes, that is true. Black women, black people, we have had a profound impact on pop culture. So I'm just going to just highlight a few of my favorite things that black people have brought to pop culture. Um, Namely, this is just going to be most of the time media references. And then I'll go into like some other things. So in the media, my one of my favorite things that black culture has brought is the sitcoms. Black people black television is great. Okay. I love watching shows like living single, the Jeffersons. Um, what else? The Jefferson, why am I blanking? The Jefferson sister, sister, proud family, Abbott elementary. Now, um, there are so many iconic black shows and shows that have black leads in them that have left imp- like imprinted marks 
on um, popular culture, whether it's movie, like TV references, costume references, all of that stuff. Tyler Perry alone takes up at least like an eighth <laughs> of it. Um, iconic, iconic moves, iconic lines that just black people use in everyday conversation. The amount of times people, I've heard people randomly quote the color purple in conversation, hilarious. The amount of times that people use Martin clips to provide a reaction on Twitter, funny. The amount of times I use living single references in my day-to-day life, in just episodes that run in my head anytime something happens that reminds me of the show, constant, okay? Constant. Um, so yes, and then black music alone. Oh, wow. Jack, like, okay, let's start with, I guess we can go ahead and just get into some of the articles that I um, brought with me. So this is an article by CNR Research. Um, so... Z- so influencing music, um, according in the article, it says black culture is most credited for its creation of R&B music and hip hop rap today. But in fact, black culture's impact on music dates all the way back to when Africans were brought enslaved, when enslaved Africans were brought to this country. Um, African-American enslaved people on Southern plantations cultivated their own musical styles, which later evolved into gospel blues and what is now known as bluegrass and country. So they're alone, okay? Wow. I have an appreciation. I think the reason I love music so much is that, like, there's the thing that, like, Black people always have rhythm. We're always connected to the music because music has been such an integral part in Black history in this country. Music was ways of communicating without overseers and white people knowing. Wade in the water. Um... Steal Away Jordan. So many Negro spirituals were ways to tell people to communicate. And then along with that communication, that goes into hair as well, which I'll come back and touch on. But um, in like people like Chuck Berry and um, Rosetta or... No, what is her name? No, what is her name? I always mix up her name. Okay, I'm going to find her name. I'm so sorry. Okay, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yes, I was right. Okay, I want to double check because, you know, my, my brain just tells me. Girl, double check. But um, there is an article about black women who shape uh, rock and roll. So Rosetta Tharp, she shaped rock and roll and she influenced so many black artists still to this day. For example, example, for example, Lizzo, if you watch her SNL performance, she performed and one of her looks was influenced by um, Rosetta Tharp and the trench coat that she used to wear. So, 
like people like Rosetta Tharp, Chuck Berry in the 19, in the early 1900s, 1950s specifically for Chuck Berry, Little Richard, Big Boy, Chud Rub, and Buddy Holly all set the stage for um, mainstream white rock and roll artists such as Elvis and the Beatles. You know, they paved the way. Do they get credit? I'll let you answer that yourself. I think you know the answer. Um, But so much of our culture, uh, so much of America's music culture and just music culture alone in general, clearly the Beatles across the pond um, was influenced by black people. Let's talk about hair. So I want to go back to the hair and beauty thing. So one thing that really infuriated me this this all ties in, I promise. <laughs> um, this may seem like a side tangent, but it it's focused. Okay, I'm derailing it now with trying to explain the tangent. But anyway, as I was pulling information for this episode, I went to TikTok just to see if I could get any like concise blurbs and things, stuff that I could share um, for like Instagram and things like that. <sighs> Let me tell you, I typed in TikTok, black, I think I said black people or black women's influence on pop culture. Can I tell you the audacity in which TikTok tried me today? Why did one of the little suggested tabs say Kim Kardashian, so influential. If it isn't Miss Copy and Paste herself, Miss, I'ma just plagiarize and hope nobody faults me. And even if do criticize people criticize me, I'm gonna do it because I have velcroed myself to black people to be black adjacent so I can steal the cool things about black culture and give them cool new names and rebrand them as something with the K in it because that's what I do. Boxer braids, girl, they're cornrows, straight backs, dookie braids, <laughs> like, ma'am, they already had names. You didn't, you didn't have to rename them. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um, yes. So, but black hair alone, like each of these topics and elements from pop culture could have its own episode, could have its own like just anthology written about the greatness that is black insert thing. It could have its own, its own moment to shine. And truly that is really the beauty of black history is that in black history often, I feel gets shrouded in all of just like the pain and turmoil and vitriol that we have had to face as a people for 400 years in this godforsaken place. Um, but below all of that pain is a culture that is so beautiful and so vibrant. And I would want to be like, I just can't imagine waking up and not having this culture to be a part of, to not have these fun things that we contributed to. 
And, you know, there's a lot of argument um, for some people who say, oh, Black Americans don't have culture, blase, blase. We have culture. Our culture, again, like our ancestors, got ripped from home, from a home. Black culture got ripped from its home of Black people, repackaged, redone, and sold as something new through a white gaze. And we don't get the credit. That's crazy. If you think about, like, this is just for example, this isn't um, pop culture things, but just think about inventions. If you go through the list of inventions that Black people created, there are so many. Now, if you look at, and also with a lot of the times within, if you look at the inventor of these inventions, it's not going to say, a black person is going to say a white person because black people came up with the idea, came up with the patent, like, but weren't able to do it all the way through. So because they didn't come up with the tangible thing, they didn't get the credit. But like, that's a lot of the case for like a few inventions and things like that. But that's essentially what we go through all of the time is that like, we don't get the credit where credit is due it's literally not that hard to say oh I love for example bamboo earrings okay black women right it is not that hard to say oh yes I was influenced by insert black person to wear these earrings Especially with celebrities. Like, that's the thing. You are saying this for potential millions, billions of people to see. And you choose to play it off as if you came up with it. Ma'am. Ma'am, hello? Eh -eh. And so, yes. But with beauty standards, beauty, fashion, all that, I'm going to wrap it in one. Um... I wrote a paper on black women's body features and I talked about how, I'm so sorry, I don't know why I just yawned, but I talked about how black women's bodily features get emulated, copied, paid thousands to plastic surgeons to get looked like. And then when it occurs naturally on a black woman, oh, it, they're out of order, i.e. black women getting um, looked at a different way when they're in their uniform, when it's form fitting because their body is naturally that way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. You want the lips. You want the hips. You want the hair. You want the melanin. You want all of that. You want our rhythm. You don't want our blues. You want to have all of the goodness that comes packaged as a black woman, black person. But you don't want the ridicule, the turmoil, the insecurity that comes with it. The, the, the shrink, the shrinkingness that we feel like we have to package ourselves into to, you know, that goes with it. You, you don't want that. Um... But yes, so with that, with black beauty standards, there's black fishing, point blank period, okay? People want to tan their skin so dark, girl, 
it is a blessing to be able to wake up and not have to buy self tanner. Um, because you know, there are the jokes. I've even made the jokes myself because I was uncomfortable in a space. Um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I am so pale. I was like, I was like, now I will say in the wintertime, I am paler than normal. Um, but you know, it was always, <laughs> if you've ever had a spirit, an experience of like when people came back from spring break or summer break, um, and like they were white and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm almost as dark as you girl. You'd have to fry to a bacon crisp to get this. And you'd have to pay a lot of money to get a tan that does not look weird to do this. So. And at this point, I know that um, imitation is the highest form of flattery, but you could just admire it. That's it. Like there are great things about yourself. I don't know what they are. You got to find them on your own, but don't spend your time trying to get like this when you can't get like this. Like I was born with it. That's it. Um, but what's so interesting to me is with black fat, like with black fashion alone, some of the most cutting edge designs, like with the streetwear, with the whole streetwear trend, that is from black culture. P point blank period. Jordan's the whole sneakerhead thing, that is from black culture. Also, people have ruined sneaker culture and resellers and all of this stuff just buying up sneakers the cost of air forces have gone up I know that was a big topic on my twitter a few weeks ago the price I mean the price of everything is going up because of miss corona um and her cousin omarion but uh, like we can't have sneakers nothing um, this is just really becoming a rant, but anyway, you'll get over it, right? Thank you. But what was I saying? Yeah. So like black, but the streetwear fashion trend has came from, has come from black culture. Um, the iconic, iconic fashion houses, um, you have used black women and you see some of the most iconic looks when you look at their runway shows have always had a black model because I think just the fashion pops off the page. Some makeup brands, i.e. NARS, one of my favorite black history facts um, is actually a makeup fact with NARS, the makeup brand. There wasn't a blush that was vibrant enough um, that showed up well on a black woman's skin. And so Naomi Campbell said, hey, I need something for me. And NARS created Exhibit A Blush, which is a bright candy red. It's one of my favorite blushes of all time. And it was created for black women because we didn't have a blush. Um, so, yes. But also, if you look um, at some... Like fat, like a lot of like Southern fashion trends, like Southern elegant, like suits and dresses and things like that. It was heavily influenced by one designer, particularly Anne Lowe, 
she designed Jackie Onassis Kennedy's um, dress. And so she um, was a Southern black woman designer who gave like that fashion aesthetic during that time period. Also did not know this until a couple of months ago, I think around Halloween, but like, yes, because people were talking about Halloween costumes. So the Playboy bunny costume, the iconic like bodysuit corset with the bunny ears and the cuffs, that was also designed by a black woman. Let me see. Can I find the article? I think it's in a Times article. I've linked it below. Um, but yes. Those are just some of the few things. Oh, I originally remember what else I wanted to say about hair. Our hair has also been a form of communication. Like I was saying with songs where with like Negro spirituals as a way to communicate braids. Braids are such a like just it's an experience to get braids as a black woman like the first like every little girl remembers the first time you get like either long braids or you have vivid memories of your hair getting like done into cornrows or done into plaits and things like that and braids are so important and the parting is so important in braids because those used to serve as maps and people would hide grains and food into our hair and then also the way, like, let me, let me just tell you how bad, <laughs> um, enslaved people were treated. So, you know, like if you're black, you are familiar with the concept of grease, right? Do grow blue magic, all of that. Yes. The can oily Vaseline like textured hair products that you put in your hair, essentially to make your hair soft and smooth and moisturized. The reason that it's called grease is because they used to use lard. So pig fat, beef fat, whatever, probably not beef, I don't know, maybe beef fat, but I'm pretty sure it's pig fat, used oil to like frying grease to put in our hair. So that's why we got grease. There is a, I don't know if, I feel like it's still on their channel, but um, who did it? There's a series on AOL that essentially talks about the stereotypes um, that are associated with black people and why they are and like how with a lot of the food stereotypes that we got, it was because of survival. Like watermelon, it is 90% water. Black people ate it because it was easy to grow as well as it would keep you hydrated because, you know, enslaved folks, I don't think they got a mandated labor union break, you know? Um, you know, frying chicken. Chicken was seen as a low value meat. And back in the day, even for, for many people, you had to fry things. And so since frying chicken was cheap and frying made the chicken last longer, that's what enslaved people, that's what black people had to survive off of. Um, but yes, there's just so much nuance that could go on to this and I really could talk about it. I may like continue talking about it next week or the week after that because next week I have a guest. I'm so excited. Um, but yes, so just to recap, black culture has been taken 
and repackaged, but know the origins, know it, know the beauty that is black culture that is like wrapped up in a nice, neat little package for everyone else to digest. But like, just some things like that is more prevalent and more relevant is of course TikTok with TikTok trends. Um, there is a choreographer. Oh my gosh, I cannot remember his name, but he came up with like Beyonce's iconic single ladies choreography. He choreographed Meg's Grammy, um, performance. Oh, what is his name? It's like Jam Jamil, Jaleel starts with a J. Oh my gosh, I can literally see his face. I will put his name in the comments. I'll see if I can find the article about it. But essentially, he is coming up with um, some form of like legislation, law, legal agreement that allow, or a trademark agreement, I guess, that allows creatives and choreographers to like trademark their dances which is huge, which will be huge um, for creators on TikTok and things like that. So like, for example, with the Renegade, it started out with a black creator who did not get the credit and then someone else took the dance and did it because they had a high, they had a very high following. They did the dance and they credited it with the person who had the higher following, not the original black creator. So that's why crediting people putting your inspired by oh my gosh that's what ib stands for oh my gosh i am so baffled right now i am so wow you know how when people in their bio put ib i always wondered what it was i thought it was some you know greek latin something but it's inspired by why couldn't i come up with that Mm, mad at myself alrighty well okay let's, let's keep on trucking um but oh wow I'm just so blown away by that um but that's why it's important to credit people say who you're inspired by say where you got the dance credit from all that jazz because you want to give people respect where respect is due but also with black creators black creators on social media specifically tiktok run that app a lot of the trends, a lot of the iconic sounds like Act Like You Know or Material Girl. All of that, all of like those just little nuanced things inspired by black culture. Give us the respect. Give us the things. Um, but yes, also, I wanted to touch on this and then we'll zip out. And then next week, I'll like continue talking or the week after that, I'll continue talking about black culture and just some other black history things um, that. Oh, I am so sorry. OK, I'm going to put this on the floor because now I'm fidgeting with it. Um, But like. A.A.V.E. I'm going to touch on this and then I'm really going to, you know, dip out. Um. AAVE is African American Black Vernacular English. It is like learning another language. It has its own lexicon. It has its own grammar rules. It is another language. It bothers the ever-loving nerves out of me to see people use AAVE and not in the correct way. There are so many um, people 
black people specifically who explain very well about AABE that I will link below. I'll try and link their TikToks below. But um, it just really bothers me. Like it was, yeah, it was last month where someone like stitched a whole video of white people impersonating or using AABE and specifically impersonating a black woman to, you know, at like as and like getting all of the credit for it. And then when black people do it, oh, we're deemed ghetto, we're deemed low brown, low class, but let a white person do it. Oh, blowing up followers, blase, blase, blase. No, keep the same energy, boo. Keep the same energy. Okay. Um, but yes, that is what I have for black people and how we've influenced pop culture. Essentially, we provide the black, we provide the pop culture. Okay. Okay. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, that's it. So let me know what else you guys want to hear me talk about. I hope you guys enjoy this. Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you guys enjoy this first video. It's going to get better with time. Um, but I was telling my friend before this show, before I started recording, I was like, you know what, there's nothing to it, but to do it, you have to put out the first thing just to let it, you know, go and get over with. Um, but yes, I'm so excited for next week's episode. We're talking about mental health in the black community and with black women, um, specifically. So be on the lookout for that for next week. I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, let's see. Oh, sunny side up um what is something tell me something good oh I've gotten a lot of compliments on my nails so cute check out my nail highlight on my instagram I am dot Brianna M um some really cool people have been following me lately on instagram some people I follow on tiktok have followed me on instagram so that's really exciting Oh, I got invited to my, the school that I'm taking classes at, that I'm trying to get into the OTA program. I got invited to their, one of their like honor society things. So that's really exciting and fingers crossed. Send me all your prayers, good vibes, everything positive that I get into this OTA program. Yes. So I guess that is my sunny side up. Um, I feel like there's something just in the back of my brain that's like telling me that I, that is a sunny side up. I just can't think about it. But yes, I'm about to finish recording. I'm going to go jump in the bath. And then after I jump in the bath, I'm going to, um, start editing the podcast. It's going to be a quick bath though, because it is almost 10 o'clock and I'd like to go to bed. Um, but yes, again, this has been another episode. Oh, let me do the socials. Sorry, guys. Um, so again, follow me on Instagram at I am Brianna M. Wow, I almost just forgot that. I am Brianna M on Instagram. Follow the pod at sunflowerchronicles.pod. Follow me on TikTok at Briash98. Follow the podcast on TikTok. I can't remember the name, but it'll be in the metadata. Follow me on Buy Me a Coffee. I haven't set really anything on there yet. So 
but you can still follow me on there. Um, check out my beacons for any links to my January edit. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed the first visual of the podcast. Um, if you guys have never seen my face, hello, how you doing? Y'all, 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 Um, and again, oh, send me an email at pod.sunflowerchronicles. I would love if you guys would start sending me emails. I want to do like fun topic videos because sometimes, like, if I can't find a topic to talk about, like, I want to read some stuff. Um, because I redownloaded Reddit on my phone, and this one Reddit keeps following like popping up on my phone it's called off my chest and it's I guess where people just put random things that they just want to tell somebody hilarious I may do that um, as an episode for next month um but yes follow me on all of those things send me an email send me a funny email send me your favorite black history facts your favorite black history moments um if you have made black history you are black excellence tell me what you've done shoot me an email i would love it again the email is pod.sunflowerchronicles at gmail and it has yet been another episode of the sunflower chronicles it is your girl brie and i'm just a black 20 something girl trying to make it in this crazy crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way and i hope that you guys will always stay safe and stay sunny and I will see you next week. Bye guys.